Personally, I think there's a pretty big difference between being a foodie, which I consider myself to be now, and being obsessed with food, which I consider was one of my issues growing up as a child, struggling with my relationship with food, my body, and my weight. Welcome back to the Beautifully Built Inside and Out podcast. I am your host, Melissa Impet. And today we are going to chat about food, nutrition, balanced macros. I just really wanted to come on and share how I personally like to look at food and how I plan out my nutrition so that I can be eating to fuel my body and not just for flavor. Because as we've heard over and over and over again, we really have to focus 80% of our energy on nutrition and 20% of our energy on fitness. We can't get that twisted. I promise I had it twisted when I first got into fitness. I was working out so hard in the gym and I was so proud of myself because I was working out for millions of hours. And then I would probably go reward myself with a cheeseburger because I just didn't realize that what I was fueling my body with was really what I should be paying the most attention to. So I am not a registered dietitian. I do not claim to know anything better than any of the other people that talk about nutrition. I just like talking from my own experience. I have truly figured out what has worked well for my body and I've gotten myself pretty amazing results that I'm proud of. So I like coming on and sharing what I have found that works best for me so that you can try it on for size and see if it might work for you as well. So I love food and I also love talking about food. Um, So like I said, disclaimer, this is all from life experience. I have taken some nutrition classes. I've taken, you know, different courses here and there. But I don't know. I feel like you just learn the most from life experience. So I just really learned how to understand food because I really found the world of nutrition pretty fascinating. When you actually want to learn about something and you take the time to learn about things, it can become pretty interesting. So if you haven't actually learned much about nutrition, take it upon yourself to go on YouTube, you know, take some basic nutrition classes or whatever it is. If you're still in college, that's cool. I took some nutrition classes in college and I was pretty hooked because there's a lot of different nutrition concepts, but it's really interesting to see how food actually really affects your body because calories are a unit of energy and we need energy to function. So it's really interesting to see how these different types of calories really work in our bodies. So the nutrition company that I work with now that I started with in college has really groomed me to be a leader in this war against obesity. So I've really stepped up and taken responsibility to educate myself as much as I possibly can about different nutrition concepts. The same style eating is not going to work for everybody. It just doesn't work that way. You really got to just tough it out and do some experimenting and some market research to figure out what style eating is going to work best for you. So with all that being said, you know, I'm not, I'm not a registered dietitian, like I said, but I have been eating for 28 years now and I've learned a lot along the way. So let me come and share what I've learned with you. So when I was first getting into a healthy, healthier lifestyle, I was really appreciative for anyone who was willing to share their point of view on nutrition. So that's what I'm really hoping that I can do for you. I just, I want to be someone that shares what's worked for me so that you can kind of experiment and get motivated to figure out what's going to work for you. So 
like I said, I've always been a foodie, but now I just like taking delicious foods and figuring out how to fit them into my healthy, active lifestyle. So one of the most valuable lessons that I've taken away right off the bat that I'd like to share with you is that being thick in the wrong places is not a good idea. It can lead to a lot of issues down the road. So being thick and curvy is in style now. And gosh, thank God, because I've never really wanted to look like a Victoria's Secret model. I always liked that thicker look. However, you got to be thick in the right places if you want it to be, you know, safe. It needs to be thick, meaning like lean muscle thick instead of like fat thick. So being thick around your belly is, is dangerous. This is visceral fat. Visceral fat can lead to things like sleep apnea, diabetes, different heart conditions. So you, you want to avoid belly fat. And, and unfortunately, you know, you've heard it before, abs are made in the kitchen. And it's true. You know, if you've got excess belly fat, no matter what you're doing in the gym, you're not going to destroy it. Nutrition is really the only thing that's going to help reduce your belly fat. Obviously, things like, you know, strength training and cardio will help see the progress faster, but you have have to have your nutrition on point. So an interesting fact that I actually heard on the Joe Rogan podcast, if you haven't listened to the Joe Rogan podcast, you need to. He's like one of the greatest. Um, So he said that the majority of people in hospitals are there because of the food that they have eaten the food that they have eaten is that's what's putting people in hospitals because they just are not paying enough attention to the food that they're putting into their body. They're really just eating for flavor and not to actually fuel their bodies. Um, I also have watched like some really interesting documentaries. Um, There's a ton of different documentaries on nutrition um, on Netflix. So I really recommend checking those out too if if nutrition is something that you want to learn a little bit more about. So fat is something that it's not always bad. You know, people hear the word fat and they're like, oh, God, I don't want to be fat. I can't eat fat. I need to eat low fat. But that's not true. Like we have body fat on our bodies for a reason. It's there for a reason. It's protective. You know, there's so many reasons why healthy fats are going to help lubricate our bodies and our joints and our ligaments. There's a lot of reasons to eat healthy fat. So paying attention to the type of fat is what's so key. Okay, so let's just talk about some of the basics, right? So we said a a calorie is a unit of energy, right? So your resting metabolic rate, that's how many calories your body actually burns if you were to just sit in bed all day. So this is not including activity, working out, walking around, walking up and down the stairs. This is just how many calories your body needs to function every day. So this is key. There's different calculators online. You can get different scales that do your resting metabolic rate. But this is really important to understand because if you're not hitting your resting metabolic rate calorie number, then how is your body going to function optimally? If we said that a calorie is a unit of energy, it's so important that you're giving your body enough energy to function and do the tasks that you're making it do every single day. So it's really important that you're not eating very far under there, especially if you want to be building lean muscle. You need to eat in a little bit of a surplus in order to build muscle. So resting metabolic rate, that's really important for you to look into. So there's... um, 
there's like different different ideas to determine how many calories that you should be consuming. So Brett Contreras is someone who I really look up to. Brett Contreras is his name. He has a book called Strong Curves. I totally recommend it. You should check it out. It's amazing. But he has like this really basic formula that I really like. So he says that to maintain your current weight, but like focus on building lean muscle, you want to take your body weight in pounds and times it by 14 calories. So the theory is, he says that it takes about 14 calories to fuel each pound of body weight. So here's an example, right? I typically weigh 143 pounds. So if I take 143 and I times it by 14, that means that I should be aiming to eat 2,002 calories to maintain my current weight and fuel my body to be building lean muscle. So like I said, you've got to eat to grow, right? 2,000 calories, that that actually takes some focus. It's, you know, I eat pretty clean, so that takes some focus. I really need to plan out my days to make sure that I'm actually hitting that. So now to lose weight, Brett Contreras says that you should take your body weight in pounds and multiply multiply it by 11 or 12 calories. So cutting your calorie intake a little bit, but not drastically, not to a dangerous extreme. When you cut your calories to a dangerous extreme, you're just going to ruin your metabolism. And if you want to be burning fat, we need our metabolism. So if we take 12 calories and we use my body weight, for example, 143 pounds times 12 calories, that's 1,716 calories per, per day to be cutting out some calories so I can drop weight, but nothing too dramatic. So personally, I never, ever, ever think it's a good idea for women to be eating under 1,500 calories a day. So personally, if you think about that, that's 300 calories five times a day. If you eat breakfast, mid-morning, lunch, mid-afternoon, dinner break that number up so it's not so intimidating. So I personally have been eating closer to 2,000 calories. I don't like obsessing over calories. I like using my fitness pal to see how many calories and macronutrients are in different foods and meals, but I don't like to obsess because obsessing over anything is just, it's not healthy in my mind and it's not gonna help you live this healthy, active lifestyle. I don't know about you, but I'm definitely not using my fitness pal every day for the rest of my life. It's also incredibly important to think about a man versus a woman. This is more advice coming from Brett Contreras. He mentioned in his book, Strong Curves, that he has seen many women stronger than men pound for pound. Ladies, we have the potential to be stronger than men. Just because our bodies work differently than men, doesn't we hold a little bit more body fat. Like That's just a fact. We hold more body fat than men, but it doesn't mean that we can't get strong like the men. And you're not going to get bulky. Put that little conception in the past because it's not true. It takes a whole lot of work to build muscle. So if you think you're going to start lifting weights and get bulky, no, good luck. Let me know if that does happen. I'd be pretty damn impressed because I've been trying to put on muscle for years now. So it just feels so good in my eyes to be in the weight room brushing my shoulders off because I'm lifting more than the dude sitting next to me. But in order to get strong like that, you really got to put that fear of calories in the past. 
So there's so many different styles of eating. And I think that's what creates so much stress around this, right? You see all these different diets. We got macro counting. We've got calorie counting. We've got intermittent fasting, low carb, ketogenic, Atkins, vegetarian, vegan, intuitive eating, if it fits your macros, eating for your blood type, paleo, Ayurvedic. Oh my gosh. Holy confusing. I've never actually listed them all off like that. But geez, what a headache. That's so confusing. So how, you know, how do you figure out what's going to work best for you? I don't know. Trial and error. (laughs) A whole lot of trial and error. At least that's what I've done. I've done a whole bunch of different style eating trial and error to see what works best for me. But in my mind, it's just it's really important to understand like the main difference between macronutrients and micronutrients. So macro meaning large those are the bo- those are the nutrients that your body needs in large portions. So your macronutrients, your essential macronutrients because your body cannot make them on their own is going to be protein, healthy fat, complex carb, and fiber. These are the macronutrients that your body needs in large portions because it cannot make it on its own. Okay? Then we have micronutrients which is the little micro <laughs> micronutrients. So essential micronutrients are the small, you know, vitamins, minerals, phytonutrients, all kinds of stuff like that, that your body needs in smaller doses, but they're essential because it's something that your body is not producing on its own. So you can get a lot of your micronutrients from vegetables, fruits, from vitamins, from supplements, But it's just as important to make sure you're focusing on your micronutrients as your macronutrients. Okay, so um, let's just chat like a little bit about the misconceptions between carbs and fat. So carbs are not making you fat. Fat is also not making you fat. The access consumption is what's creating you fat when you're not paying attention to the quality of the carbs and fat that you're eating. That's what's creating a lot of the issues. Eating carbs is not going to make you fat, ladies. Carbs are like one of the main fuel sources for your brain. So you've got to make sure to be getting some carbohydrates. You're just going to want to pay attention to your portions and the quality of carbohydrates. Okay, so there's a big difference between a complex carb and a white carb. So in my eyes, the way I like to look at it is a complex carb is going to be like a darker a darker like grain, like a whole grain, like oats and sweet potato and whole grains and whole wheats and things that have not been stripped. So white carbs, like white flour, white bread, white sugar, white rice, those are all things that have been stripped of a lot of its fiber. So fiber is what's making it more complex. Fiber breaks down in our body really slow, so it's going to help you stay fuller longer. Okay, fiber is also going to help you go to the bathroom. We've got to poop. It's natural. You should be pooping at least once a day, especially if you're trying to lose weight. If you're not pooping once a day, you need to up your water and you need to check your fiber intake. Make sure you're getting enough fiber because another role of fibers, it's pushing things out of your body. It's pushing that waste out of your body. So So for example, like a brown rice versus a white rice, a brown rice is going to be a little bit more desirable because it has a higher fiber content. 
meaning that, you know, it's going to keep you fuller longer. Your blood sugar is going to be sustained longer. It breaks down slower in your body because of the fiber. Okay, but it's, I'm not saying that white rice is bad. I'm not saying that you can never eat white rice, but these are just things for you to be paying attention to and keeping in your mind as you're making choices. So I'm definitely not saying white rice is bad because I love white rice. But if you are eating right white rice, you want to be making sure that you're having other higher fiber foods in your meals as well. So going back to those four macronutrients, protein, healthy fat, complex carb, and fiber. In my mind, it just makes sense to me that if these are the essential macronutrients that my body needs, it just makes sense to me to make sure that I'm really paying attention and focusing to all four of those categories every single time I eat, creating balanced portion, right? So if my body is constantly going to be craving protein, healthy fat, complex carb, and fiber, I might as well make sure that every single time I eat something, I'm giving it exactly what it is that it's craving for. So that way my body's never searching for anything. I started noticing that when I had a snack that was just like a banana, after I finished the banana, I was still hungry and I was reaching for other things. And that's partially because a banana is gonna be fiber, it's gonna be a carb, but it's not going to be very high in protein and it's not going to be very high in healthy fat. So I'm skipping two macronutrients that my body is searching for. So in order to balance it a little bit more, maybe I do a banana with some almond butter or a banana with some peanut butter. That way the peanut butter can be a healthy fat. It can be a little bit of a protein. And my banana is going to be my complex carb as well as my fiber. So I upped that snack a little bit to give my body more calories, unit of energy, and making sure that it's balanced and I'm hitting all four of those essential macronutrients. Does that make sense? My body's like more happy, it's more sustained, it's, it's got what it's searching for. So I'm personally like a very visual learner. So what I did is I created a sheet with four different columns. Each column, I put one of the macronutrients. I put protein, healthy fat, complex carb, and fiber. And in each of the column, I wrote down my favorite foods in the columns that they belong in. So for example, I love egg whites. Egg whites is going to be a great protein. I like putting a little sprinkle of cheese on it. Cheese is going to be a healthy fat. Spinach is going to be a good fiber. And then gluten-free Vans waffles, which are like my favorite thing in the world. And that's going to be a great source of a complex carb. So that's super balanced and satisfying because it hits each of those categories. Does that make sense? So what I did is I created this little template for myself. So if I just make sure to go through each of my snacks and meals and hit each of those categories, I'm eating in a lot more balance than I was when I was just kind of winging it. And I was choosing my meals and snacks just because of what tasted good and not necessarily thinking about what my body was actually looking for. So I made uh, this document into a little PDF and it's available on my website. If you would like to download an example, I really suggest that you think about the foods that you personally love and type them into Google to figure out which category they would fit into. And um, 
add on add on to the list make your own list of the foods that you love but if you would like to see mine and you would like to get some advice and some just like a little guideline please feel free to download that so go to beautifullybuilt.life and it is right on the top bar it says um free balanced macro nutrient guide so that's available for you uh, you can download that right on beautifullybuilt.life so now let's get back to this though so if we're paying attention to those four categories of macronutrients we also need to think about our portioning in my opinion calorie counting it's just a little stressful. Like MyFitnessPal is a great tool. If you've never used MyFitnessPal, I highly suggest you go check it out. If you're using MyFitnessPal, one of my uh, pieces of advice is that you enter an entire day like the night before. Like when you're winding down at the end of the day and you're getting ready for bed, pull out your MyFitnessPal and plan your next day. So that way you can try to get your calorie number to match up and your macronutrients goals to match up. So if you go to the nutrition on your uh, profile, it will tell you how many grams of protein, how many grams of fat, how many grams of fiber, so forth. So if you enter your entire day worth of food, that way you can really try to get those numbers to match up before it's too late. That was one of my biggest mistakes when I first tried my fitness pal is I would eat an entire meal and then I would enter it afterwards and I'd be like, oh shit, that had way too much fat in it. But there's nothing I could do about it because I already ate it. So if you take the time to plan out your day the night before, you can really make sure to get all of those numbers to match up as closely as possible. And then you've created yourself a meal plan to follow the next day. And then I really suggest that you, you stick to it. If you find a day that works out well for you and you're eating the foods that you love, stick to it. That's when you're going to really see results. When you're trying to get creative all the time and you're always switching your foods up, it might get a little bit confusing. So if you can stay consistent for a couple weeks and then maybe alter your plan, I feel like you might see a little bit better results, at least I personally saw a lot better results. So if you don't love the calorie counting in the MyFitnessPal, I'm with you there. I don't really love it either, you know, especially because I'm not going to be using MyFitnessPal when I'm sitting at my, my dinner table for a holiday with my family or I'm like on vacation. I'm just, I'm not going to whip out MyFitnessPal. So I personally really like to think about my portions Okay, so I like thinking about how much of everything I'm eating each time I'm eating. So that way, you know, when I am out to dinner, I can pay attention to the portions that I typically eat. So what I like to do is I like to think about protein. Protein is the base of all of my meals. That's what's going to keep you really full and satisfied. That's what's going to help fuel your lean muscle. That's what's going to help you build lean muscle. Amin protein breaks down into amino acids, and amino acids are like the building blocks okay, of our bodies. It's really key. So if you focus each of your portions around a source of protein, you're going to be in a really good place. So <laughs> one of the cheats that people use for protein is they like to say like the size of the palm of your hand or a deck of cards or your cell phone. I guess it depends what kind of cell phone you have, but I personally shoot for like five to six ounces of protein 
per portion. So yeah, I do use a food scale and I love my food scale because it's helped train my eyes. So now like it's kind of, I actually kind of freak myself out. I'll be like meal prepping and I'll cut a piece of chicken and I'll put it on the food scale and it's exactly five ounces. I'm like, damn, I really have trained my eyes. But the food scale is a great way to train your eyes. So that way when you're out at the restaurant and they serve you 12 ounces of chicken, you know that you should definitely only be eating half of that. So that's the tip for protein. The size of the palm of your hand, a deck of cards, somewhere around there, four to five, I mean, five to six ounces. Okay. Healthy fat. Healthy fat's kind of a weird one. They say the size of your thumb. <laughs> I don't really totally understand what that means, but ca- uh, the calories in healthy fat's going to be a little bit more dense. So, you know, you got you to gotta pay attention to your fats. You don't want to be like going crazy on your fats. So if you think about like an avocado, for example, the entire avocado is not the size of your thumb half of an avocado is also not the size of your thumb. So you want to pay attention per serving. It's like about one to two tablespoons. So also think about like peanut butter. If you're, if you're obsessed with peanut butter like I am and you eat it with a spoon, you got to pay attention. One to two tablespoons is really a serving of peanut butter. Same with cheese. Like, geez, I could eat cheese all day long. But you want to think about, you know, like a quarter of a cup of shredded cheese or a cheese, uh, like string cheese is a great way to pay attention to your portions. So you don't want it to go too crazy on your healthy fats. However, it is really essential to make sure you get some good healthy fats, Not seeds, olive oil, coconut oil, avocado oil. I could go on and on, but download, download the balanced macro guide and you can see some examples of healthy fats. Complex carbs. These are another one that people are so scared of. So you've got to eat your carbs, especially if you're trying to build muscle. So the size of your fist is a really good guide. So that's going to be roughly like half a cup to a cup per serving. If I'm working out really hard that day, I have my complex carb with every single meal, okay? If I'm trying to cut my carbs a little bit, maybe I might have one meal without a carb and it's usually dinner at the end of the day when I don't really need that energy. But I try to have a complex carb with pretty much all of my meals, okay? Um, If it's like an active rest day for me and I'm not really like lifting, maybe I'm just doing like some yoga or some light cardio, maybe I'll skip like one, maybe two max. I'll cut my carbs out of two, maybe two meals. So I'll have like a salad with protein and skip the carb there. But I, I stick to my carbs. I'm not, I'm not a low carb person. It doesn't well work for me because glucose is one of the main sources of energy for our brain. So it's pretty important if you ask me. Also, <laughs> little tip here, alcohol. I personally count it as a carb, okay? If you're going to have a glass or two of wine, make sure you really need it. First of all, especially if you have serious goals, make sure you really need it. Are you having it just because you feel like it or because it's routine? Or is it something that like, you're like, I I deserve this. I'm going to have this glass of wine. So if that's the case, I usually count my alcohol as my carb. So at dinner, I'd probably skip the sweet potato and I would have the wine instead. So that's a little rule of uh, thumb to use your alcohol as your carb. Fiber, go for it. Load up on the veggies to make sure that you're getting really full. Fiber is going to just help you stay so much more satisfied. We talked about this previously. It's going to help you poop. 
bunch of good good benefits. Um, you definitely, I personally pay attention to my fruit intake, especially if you're trying to drop body fat. If you're eating a lot of fruit, there is quite a bit of sugar in fruit. It is a natural sugar. However, it is still sugar. So I usually try to have fruit once a day and I have it earlier in the day so that I'm really using that sugar throughout the day. I'm burning it off. I don't really have sugar right before bed. Uh, I mean, I don't really have fruit right before bed. Um, sugar and sodium are two things that you should really watch. Really pay attention to your sugar and sodium. Make sure that you're reading labels before you buy anything. If I'm in the grocery store and there is more than 15 grams of sugar per serving, I skip it. I don't even let myself buy it because let's think about it. If we take 15 grams of sugar and we times it by five small portions a day, that's 75 grams of sugar. And sugar is so addicting. I personally think it's like one of the biggest drugs these days is sugar. People are so addicted to sugar. So that's why if something has 15 grams of sugar or more, I typically skip it because I'm trying to keep my sugar as low as possible. Sodium is another one that's a deadly killer. Sodium is going to make you feel more bloated. It's going to have you retain more water. It's also something that we need. We need that to keep our electrolyte balance and our water in check. But eating too much of it is not going to help you with your goals. So when I'm purchasing something, I look at the nutrition label and I make sure that it's under like 300 milligrams per serving. Because if we're eating 300 milligrams five times a day, that's 1,500 milligrams, which is pretty perfect. Between like 1,500 and 2,000 milligrams a day is pretty ideal. But, you know, you don't want to go too crazy. And sodium is in a lot of things, especially if it's packaged or frozen or canned. The sodium is probably going to be really high. So make sure you're paying a special special attention to your sodium and sugar when you grab things on the go, like a Greek yogurt, for example. You know, some Greek yogurts have 25 grams of sugar. That's a no-no. Don't buy that one. Um, protein bars, granola bars. These are other things that some of them have three, four, five hundred milligrams of sodium, which is not going to be helpful when you're trying to feel lean. So um, the last thing that I really want to mention, especially going off of sodium, is water. Water is also an essential to our body. We need water. Our body's like almost all made up of water. Every single organ, everything, you know, is made up of water. So make sure that you're drinking your water every single day. I really like to set a goal for myself. If my goal for the day is 64 ounces, which is half a gallon, I set that goal and I, I track myself throughout the day to make sure that I hit the goal every single night. Water is something that really needs consistency in our body. If one day you do really well and then the next three days you do awful and then you're back to doing good again, your body's like, what the heck are you doing? It's like trying to catch up to you. It doesn't understand how much water you're actually drinking. That's what's going to make your body retain excess water. So if you choose 64 ounces, do that every single day so that your body can like figure out what the hell you are doing. So how many times a day are you eating? And that's like one of the trickiest parts is figuring out like what works best for your body. There's a lot of people that say small portions more frequently throughout the day. 
That's typically what I preach, especially to start with. It's really the best way to train your metabolism and get yourself into like a good routine. So I personally say eat every two to three hours. So if you think of your metabolism like a fireplace, right? If you throw a log on the fire, it's going to burn pretty hot but eventually it's gonna start burning out and it's gonna completely go out if you don't add another log. So if you think of your metabolism that way, when you eat food, when you eat food it's gonna be like fueled, but then if you go too many hours without eating, it slows down and we don't necessarily want that to be burning calories. So I think personally starting with eating every two to three hours is a good place to start. You've got to stay prepared, though. You have to stay prepared. It's really hard to have breakfast, mid-morning, lunch, mid-afternoon, and dinner if you don't stay prepared. You've got to pack your food. You've got to have it with you because if you're stopping at like a pizza place or a sub shop or whatever, (laughs) how are you going to pay attention to those four macronutrients and, and your right portions? And how are you going to know how much sodium and how much fat and sugar you're not? So meal prep is super key. Planning your day ahead of time is a responsibility. You've got to remember that you, when you wing your nutrition, you're going to be winging your results. That's so key to think about. If you just fake it till you make it and, and go throughout the day without anything packed or anything planned out, you can't expect to get the same results that someone's getting as they like meal prep and they have all of their meals for the day with them. So I really recommend meal prepping. I personally like doing twice a week. So... I meal prep on like Sunday for Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and then I meal prep on Wednesday for Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So that way I'm not cooking like hours at a time to prepare for seven days. I'm just cooking, you know, for three days at a time. And if you're like crazy about eating leftovers or if things are going to go bad, you got to just get over it. (laughs) To, To ensure that things aren't going bad, you can always meal prep, fill your containers, portion everything out, and toss your containers in the freezer. And then, you know, take it out in the morning. And by the time you're eating it for lunch, it's going to have de-thawed and then you're probably going to heat it up. So you can use, there's so many tricks. I feel like some people get like freaked out when they hear the word meal prep. All it really means is cooking a recipe like double, like make like two times the recipe instead of just one. So that way you're making plenty for numerous meals instead of just one meal. So there's actually nothing scary about meal prep. Make sure you get some Tupperware and you have your food scale so you can weigh things out. The key to meal prep is make sure after you cook, you portion every single Tupperware out. Okay, that's the nice convenient part of it. All of your meals are in the fridge just ready to grab. It's like you're making your own frozen lean cuisine type deal, right? You're portioning it all out so your portions are correct. It's in the fridge and you can just grab it when you're on the go. So this is incredibly important for all of you with families because unfortunately our families are the ones that are sabotaging us sometimes, especially if you've got kids or a husband and they're not really on this same health kick that you are yet. Hopefully you can inspire them. But if they're not there yet, you've got to make sure to have your own food so that when they're eating pizza and ice cream, you're eating your delicious meal prep. <laughs> you know, this all comes down to how bad you really want this and, and, and how committed you are to really feeling your best. So I've said it a million times already, but 80% nutrition, 20% fitness. It's so true. 
The only thing that I would add to that is 100% mindset and 110% dedication because it takes the mindset shift and the sacrifice to be willing to make the time to plan your life with nutrition as a priority. We don't have the time, ladies. We make the time. No one's got extra time just hanging out, right? We, we've got to make the time. We've got to really schedule this and make it a priority in our life. Working on our nutrition and really building the body of our dreams is something that we have got to do with intention. You must have intention with what you eat. You have to adopt this mindset that you are eating to fuel your body and not just for flavor. And then plus, when you eat to fuel your body and not just for flavor, your cheat meals are going to taste so much better. I can't even tell you how bomb pizza tastes every single time I eat it because I work for it. I don't eat pizza every day. If I ate pizza every day, I would not be nearly as excited for it. I, I love cheat meals, right? I've told you ladies a million times, I'm a foodie. I love good food more than anything. But I also love waking up proud of my body every single morning. So I've made this like agreement with myself that I'm going to fuel my body every day with the foods that make my body happy. And then, you know, when when I earn it, I can have a cheat meal. And I try to keep it to like a cheat meal or two, but not a cheat day or a cheat week. You have to be really strict with yourself sometimes. You can't let a cheat meal knock you off track because it's possible. A cheat meal can make you start craving other foods and you can't, you got to pull the reins in. Your cheat meal can be your cheat meal, but not your cheat day or your cheat week. You want to really wrap your mind around this and set, set yourself up for the fit lifestyle and not the yo-yo lifestyle. So cheat meals brings me into exercise. Right. I love exercise. Y'all know my passion for exercise and weightlifting. So when I do have a cheat meal, I really like to try to plan a badass workout the next day because I've given my body some extra fuel with the cheat. So I might as well take advantage of it and put myself through a good workout. Right. So I usually plan like a heavier workout or a more intense workout the following day to take advantage of those extra calories that I consumed. So remember, though, I'm not doing this to punish myself. That is something that I never want to hear you ladies say. You can't have a cheat meal and then feel bad about it and then put yourself through an awful workout. That's not the mindset to have. You're, you're having your cheat meal, you're enjoying it because you earned it, and then you're doing a more intense workout the next day to maximize your gains and to use that extra energy, not because you're punishing yourself or because you're mad at yourself. So the bottom line, when it really comes down to figuring out your nutrition, is that you've got to be resourceful. You've got to be willing to learn and you've got to be willing to experiment. You've got to be willing to try new things and actually commit. When you're experimenting, you can't do something for like three days, expect results, and then give up because it doesn't work. You've got to commit to like a month or two before you really switch up on things. You know, you can't be diet ADD, you know, you can't jump around to all different things. You got to commit, you got to give your body time to adjust, and you have to be patient. Patience is key, especially when you're trying to see results. If you're not patient with yourself and you're just expecting these results over overnight, you're going to get really down on yourself when you don't get them. And remember that your mind ties into your results. If you're in a negative place and you're down on yourself, you're not going to be shedding body fat. 
You need to believe in yourself and believe that you're putting in the hard work and the dedication in order to really see the results. So if you need to work with a coach, you know, someone like me, hint, hint. <laughs> shameless plug right there. No, but for real, my team of health coaches and I work really hard to help create structure for our clients because it really isn't easy to just figure it out on your own. So working with a coach is really helpful because not only can I help you put together a structure and a plan of what you should be doing every single day, but I'm also your cheerleader along the way too. I'm there to answer questions for motivation when you're feeling off track. I'm there to help align you so that I can remind you of your goals and and keep you really focused. So if you feel like working with a coach might be beneficial to you, please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. My Instagram is a underscore healthy underscore attitude. I would love to help you put together a plan so that you can actually really see the results that you're dreaming for. The products that I work with have been so convenient in my life. Convenience is important, especially if you have a super busy lifestyle. So please don't hesitate to reach out to me if you feel like a structured meal plan and some guidance would be something that would help you see these life-changing results. So work with a coach. Design yourself a meal plan that fits into your lifestyle and then try it out for a few months and track your progress. If you want permanent results, you have to be willing to be patient. There's no magic pill. There's not a magic supplement that will make you fit all of a sudden. There's tons of amazing, amazing products that make this transformation easier, partly why I'm partnered with the nutrition company that I am, because I love using products that are going to make this journey easier for me, but there's nothing magic about it. You've got to put in the work, you've got to be patient, and you've got to use resources. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear, but I'm like literally out of breath. Talk about passion. I just, I'm so passionate about this. I just can't help but share it with you guys. And I hope that you learned something. Maybe it's all stuff that you already knew, but I hope that maybe you were able to pick up on something new or get some new ideas. Um, but most importantly, I just hope that you are inspired to be resourceful and to be your own research expert. You've got you've to take this into your own hands, you know? For things to change, you have to change. And for things to get better, you have to get better. That's a quote by Jim Rohn, and I truly stand by it because I was sick of my weight. I wanted my dream body, so I needed to change and I needed to better myself, meaning I needed to educate myself and I needed to actually start paying attention to what it was that I was putting inside my body. So I hope that this inspired you ladies to think a little bit more deeply about what it is that you're fueling yourself with every day. And as usual, I hope you get over that feel of fear of calories because you need calories to survive, especially if you want to see the gains. So please check out beautifullybuilt.life to download your free macronutrient guide. Um, and I think that will be really helpful for you. It's also a great shopping list. Like it's just, it's nice to put in your wallet. So when you're at the grocery store and you don't know what to buy, you can just pull it out and get some nice ideas. And uh, please join us in our Facebook community. It is called You Are Beautifully Built. We are in there talking about nutrition all the time, posting recipes, meal prep ideas, different motivation to help you stay on track with your nutrition because it is the most important part other than your mindset, ladies. So we got to get right with the nutrition if we're looking to build the bodies of our dreams. 
Gosh, I mentioned so many different things on this episode from Brett Contreras to his book Strong Curves, the Joe Rogan podcast, the My Fitness Pal app, my own personal website, beautifullybuilt.life, my Instagram, our Facebook group. Holy moly, I mentioned so many different things. So please feel free to check out the show notes to grab all of those links. So if you are on the podcast app, scroll down a little bit and it will either say episode notes or show notes. And that's where I have all of those links listed. So that way you can check it out, screenshot it, find those links there so you can check out all of the great tools and tips that I mentioned throughout this episode. So thank you so much for listening to all 45 minutes of me going on about my passion and true love for nutrition. I hope you picked up something new. I hope this inspired you to get right with your nutrition and to continue taking the body you are blessed with and building it into the body that you've dreamed of through fitness, weightlifting, a little attitude adjustment, and now some extra nutrition. I will catch you guys next episode. Mwah!